How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, great. Um, so this is our very first, I guess you could call it episode. Um, we're at the Digital Lab, um, sponsored by Carmel Clay's Library. Yeah. Uh, it's a very black room. It's, I was kind of imagining something that would like overlook all of downtown and like we would feel very um, artistic while we were um, recording, but no, it's... It's just it's a black box. Very dark. Very dark. No windows. But it's good. It kind of forces you to... Um, focus. Yeah. Focus and, 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 you know, stay on the, you know, task at hand versus I feel like if I would have... If I'd see someone walking down the street and they were to, like, trip, I would, like, be so distracted and so <laughs> caught up in that person's, you know, clumsiness. Yeah. But, um, so a little bit about this podcast. It's um, going to be a lot, of, about, a lot about sports and pop culture and just um, trying to get as many different viewpoints in it as possible, uh, trying to keep all the opinions 100% real. I feel like we should introduce ourselves. Like, our names. Do we need to? Yeah. All right. My name is Andrew Shella. Yeah, and he's the voice of this podcast. Yeah. I'm just a guest. I'm, my name is Michelle. I'm his girlfriend. Allegedly. <laughs> Michelle, tell us a little bit about what you do. So, um, what do I do? I just started my anesthesia residency. You don't have to be that deep. <laughs> you work in health. Okay, I work in health, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, do, would, would it be fair to say that you save people's lives? Uh, no, I just put them to sleep and keep them alive. Okay, you put them to sleep. You're kind of like, you're like someone who who controls know where I'm going with that controls so they're like you like control the vessel that they're in and make sure that they get from point A to point B while they're asleep the vessel yeah like is that like a metaphor for something else yeah exactly so like you know while the surgery is going on they're Sleep is their vessel, and you're the controller to make sure that everything goes smoothly. I mean, you could just say that I'm controlling their body, like their physiology and their breathing and, like, their heart rate, their blood yeah, pressure. Yeah, if you want to get, like, literal with it. I was yeah. talking more metaphors. Okay, at first I thought you meant vessel, like, as in, like, a vein or an artery, and I'm like, no, that's no, not that's what No, that's not I where I was going. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I guess you could say that. Great, great. And you just finished your first week, right? Yep. And how many people did you see? How many patients? Um, I probably did around like 20, 25 cases. What was, what would you say your highlight of the week was? Hmm. I guess my last case that I did of the week, I, I just felt more comfortable and confident and I felt like I was starting to get the hang of things and I could do things without the staff being there or helping out. So that made me feel good. 
Nice. And um, you said Drake was playing in the background? The oh, music? yeah, they played some Drake, but some DJ Khaled. I feel like any time, like, if there's anything that I'm doing and they are playing Drake, I think it makes me a little bit better. Yeah. Or at least I feel like I'm doing a little bit better. Yeah, just the vibe in the operating room was just calm. and 100? Yeah, 100, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. So Michelle and I went out to Pint Room in Carmel uh, last night with a couple of our friends to celebrate... Um, the end of the week. The end of the week. Surviving. Yep. And um, we had a good time. We... Um, talked about a lot of different things, but one of the conversations that seems to come up the most is when are you getting a dog? Yeah, it's because literally every single one of them had a dog and we, we still don't. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to backtrack a little bit, Michelle and I have thought about getting a dog in the past. And one of the reasons why we haven't is because Despite our advanced age, <laughs> 28 and you're 26 now? Yeah. Despite us being in I'm our late... I'm about to be 27, though. Okay. 26 and, like, four-fifths. Yeah. Despite us supposedly being near the age where we should be able to handle this form of responsibility and being not early in our careers, but somewhat later to where we should be able to have the monetary resources to purchase an animal, we are still reluctant to do so. And I think the number one reason is responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Would it. you agree? I would agree. That's definite. I mean, like, we don't live together still, so I feel like it'd be hard. I wouldn't want to leave the dog alone for extended hours of the day. Yeah, that would be tough. I mean, the way I look at it is how how could you let an animal, like, stay in a kennel for, I don't know, 12 to 16 hours a day? But at the same time, like, what my friend was saying last night was if you got a dog from the shelter, then, I mean, Better than them dying? Than, yeah, exactly. But my counter-argument was if there was a dog that we're interested in in the shelter, chances are someone else is going to be interested in that same dog. And lastly, we, we like purposely go and choose the worst dog there. I don't think we're going to be making a difference because I think all the dogs that owners want are, are going to be chosen. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And the dogs that like stay in the shelter are the ones that consistently aren't picked by People. I actually had a dream about this like a couple weeks ago. I think I told you about how I was at the shelter and there was the ugliest dog. And I was like, I definitely don't want that one. And but the dog started talking to me and she started crying. She was so sad. And even though she was so, so ugly and had the smallest <laughs> head compared to her body, <laughs> I chose her. Okay. Well... You could just say because dogs, generally dogs don't talk. So the fact that the dog was able to speak to you, it makes, that's a big plus. <laughs> it's a big plus. So I think um, if anyone else like saw that the dog was able to talk, I think it would. They'd get, want it too. Yeah, they'd want it too. So. <laughs> um, Touche. Yeah, but that sounds like a really terrifying dream. Yeah. I'm happy I didn't have it. 
happy I didn't have it. But yeah, we keep, I mean, I feel like this is a reoccurring thing where every weekend we're, we're like, I think it's usually on Sunday, we're like, let's go to the shelter, let's go get a dog. And then somehow we change our mind and we talk ourselves out of it. Right? I mean, we haven't gotten that close. So we yeah. don't have to... We looked up the address and I called them and fill out, filled out an application. Okay, that was an application to like not adopt but foster to a foster a dog but then usually fostering turns into adopting the dog if you like them who said usually i don't know that's well what i heard you talk to the lady usually these are like dogs with like some sort of like severe disabilities yeah or like they that just need like a surgery that need, need like more of a induction like back into like a like a, a normal family's lives before they can yeah, get to the adoption yeah. point yeah, but the lady said she'd call me back, and she never did, so okay. it wasn't meant to be. I don't think it was either. <laughs> I don't think it was. I guess we're not any closer to getting the dog, and I don't think we ever will be. I mean, once we live together in the future, then I feel like it might happen. Yeah, I believe that would be a new ball game. Yeah, exactly. But until then, no dog. Cat stops sending us... Images from local shelters. <laughs> we do not want to buy a dog. We do, but we don't want that peer pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of God pressure. knows if we have enough, we, we will do something we will eventually regret. Cat's our friend, by the way, so. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because we're talking about dogs and our friend's name, Cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it, probably confusing. That came to me a little bit late. Yeah. A little late. Um, okay. So, one of the things I've really been wanting to talk about lately was uh, The Bachelor. We're both a big, we're both big fans of the show. I mean, when I say Bachelor big, or The Bachelorette. Okay, the when, when we refer right to the now. show, can we just call it The Bachelor? Like that, when we what? when we refer to mankind, we say man, but it can be woman and men. Like, do we have to? Do I have to be specific and say The Bachelorette? Well, I'm not that big of a feminist, so I guess it's okay. Well, I'm just saying it's like when I'm talking about The Bachelor. Like, do I therefore have to say all the series of the show, or can I just start with the original show, and people will know that that is okay, an umbrella for everything? Okay, so whenever he in. says the Bachelor, it means the Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. That really wasn't necessary. We're a big <laughs> fan of the Bachelor, and when I say big, I mean we usually watch the latest episode a couple days later, um, <laughs> and we talk about it. It's because we like to we we watch on Hulu, so. We can pause it, rewind it, you know. Absolutely. Fast forward. But I felt that this podcast would be a good way for us to kind of discuss our views about the various contestants on the show. Um, we've we've been a little bit lazy with this recent season and haven't it hasn't really... It has been that good. I mean, I feel like the guys are more quality than they normally are, though. Yeah. I feel like Rachel is probably one of the best bachelorettes out there. Like, as far as, like, I mean, I think they always pick contestants with, like, great character and things like that. But, like, I'm really impressed by Rachel. Yeah. She's just a good person. She's a great person. Um, you know, very well, very far into her career, you know. Right. Um, Do you think she's going to keep being a lawyer after this, though? I think that's, like, probably the most double-edged sword like thing about being a bachelorette or being on the show is you have this 
kind of rush of being on entertainment everywhere and things like that. But then when you leave, there's another venue for you to pursue. But I feel like that venue can, like, get you off track from, like, your life goals. Venue, a.k.a. Instagram? (laughs) Well, not only that, but I'm sure they do things like work club promotions, like where they want you to fly out there. Like, do you remember Real Chad Johnson? Or Chad Johnson from the last show? He's now on, um, what's that show called? He's on a new show that's called, like, Single... It's like for celebrities and yeah. they're all single and they're trying to teach them how to be in a relationship. I forget what it's called. Oh, I need to watch that. But he's on that now. Yeah. So you can't, like, there's not a long lifespan for that. Like, no one's going to care when you're 45, but you're not going to retire at 45. Right. So. What are you going to do? Exactly. So, like, that's what I'm saying. During that in-between time for normal people would be you know, moving up in their career paths, like for Rachel would be, you know, I guess being a better lawyer, you know, being, yeah. a, what do you call it when you're like a lawyer, a, a partner, being a pa- partner or whatever, what have you. Um, but if you leave your career path and move on to exploring the entertainment industry, when you come back, I don't think you can just pick up where you left no. off. So I think, I think that being on that show could be like a blessing and a curse. And we haven't seen, I mean, like, the Bachelor is a rel- relatively new thing, exactly. so we don't know once they get older what's going to happen to them. Yeah, I think, I mean, as I don't know when the first, when was like, the first season was probably in the 2000s, right? I don't know. should look it up, but probably, yeah. Yeah. We should definitely look it up. I can look it up on my phone right now. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. so we haven't really watched Rachel's. I like Luke, though. I've watched, I mean, he's the gap tooth guy that kind of looks like you. I thought it was Peter. Oh, Peter. Who's Luke? I don't See, know we Peter haven't watched is. it that much. <laughs> and oh. then Waboom, or is it Waboom or Waboom? Yeah, I think he got kicked off like a couple seasons ago, or a couple, couple episodes seasons. ago. A couple seasons. Before he was even on it, he was kicked off. <laughs> yeah, they went back in time and <laughs> kicked him off before he could try out. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many people are, are, are left now in the show. The only thing that really has, like, stood out for me in that... 2002, sorry. The first season of The Bachelor was premiered. And we don't know how old March were the winners 2002. Um, Alex Michael, or is it Mitchell, courting 25 women. Oh, I thought I was going to say he was 25 years old. I don't know. Probably He's probably in his 20s, late 20s, 30s. Okay, so if he's in his late 20s in 2002, 2012 is 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, so you're like right around that time where it's like I feel like he's the entertainment probably industry probably doesn't wait anymore, you know? Yeah. But who knows what he was doing beforehand? I don't know. He probably didn't have like a legit career. Now they're, now How do they're you know? trying to find Of course know. he probably had a legit career. He's probably a doctor. No. <laughs> All the doctors that they choose to go on that show are like weirdos. Have you noticed that? Like, they get kicked off first. What? I mean, like, I don't know what seasons they were, but on the first, you know how on the first day, they all come in and do, like, an introduction? Mm-hmm. Like, the doctors on there, just the ones that they've chosen in the past, they just do weird things. I can't think of specific examples, but they were they just chose weird guys, and they got kicked off right away. Yeah. What I'm really interested in is how they, like, strategically plan how many legitimate matches to how many entertaining matches there are in the show. And if they've ever, like, 
like not purposely brought in someone like if they ever brought in someone who thought had no chance and only put them in for entertainment and if that person's ever gotten farther a lot further than they anticipated like i wonder like what their kind of like algorithm is to that show because i would be it would be hard for me to believe that they just chose all like perfect guys exactly yeah yeah i mean i don't think that would make a good show yeah no when i think you have to have like a variety in there because how else are you going to have like drama and all this other stuff that's gonna you know wait one question i want to know is if you were on the show what would you do like what would your introduction be you know how like people come into like in a cupcake car or they like you know do like dress up as a shark or a dolphin like what would you do that is a really good question. Can I get some time to think about this? No. <laughs> to say it right now. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't dress up in a costume or anything like that. Like like a bit like a banana costume or things like that. Sometimes when people yeah. like they they get all decked out and like something like completely outlandish. Yeah, I, I think that like that's overboard. I yeah. feel like you want to be funny, but you don't want to be, like, too ridiculous. Would you show up in a different automobile, like a helicopter, or would you just walk up normally? I could show up in a helicopter? Yeah, that's That's what, an option? That's what, what's his name? Nick did, no, not Nick. No, the dent, what was it? He had veneers. He was, like, the villain one season. Nick Veoli? No, not Nick. I don't know who it was. He was... But he thought he was, like, all that, and he definitely had veneers, and he showed up in a helicopter. And all the guys were like, this isn't fair. I'd show up in a slip and slide. Oh, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Like, what would happen? I don't know how you would actually do it, but instead of, like, a red carpet, just be a large slip and slide that would go, like, around a bush, and then I'd just (laughs) slip and slide in there. Into the bush? No, but, like, just right right to the person's feet and I would say oh you're always gonna have a fun time with me or something slippery time with me (laughs) (laughs) better hold on yeah (laughs) you're in for a ride (laughs) I'd be like (laughs) this guy's ridiculous what would you do what would I do you'd totally be like a big fish or something no and you'd be like You would make some, like, Finding Nemo, like, reference. I'm your Nemo. I'm a good good catch. And then you would, like, try to, like, jump on him. And he would, like, drop you. And you'd, like, get a concussion. No. And (laughs) and you'd have to spend the night in a hospital, like, on the first night. And And you wouldn't even get a rose. And then that would be, like, you know how they They'd have to edit you out. No, they like putting that in because then it seems like I was in a big fight or I got really sick. But really it was because... Of that. <laughs> yeah. Can we please talk about how excited we are for Bachelors in Paradise? Oh, yeah. There's already drama about... There's drama and there's not even... The show hasn't even officially aired. Yeah, I know. They're going to have to cut... What's his name out? We need to start learning the names How do they do that? Because they... The, those... Like, do you think they talk about it in the season once it goes on? Do they talk about, like, those people being there and then leaving? Because... I feel like they're not going to cut out... I mean, like... I like Corinne, but now, I don't know. I, I'd have to see what happened, so they have to show the footage so I, so I can judge for myself. You didn't hear about what happened? 
No, I know what happened, but I don't know whether or not I believe her or not. I just think that's that's a tough thing to like talk about because obviously tell when, them what happened. So for basically, who heard. yeah, basically Corinne and what's his name, D'Angelo. <laughs> I think it might be Demario. Demario, that's right. Sorry, Demario. Um, they were doing some stuff, and alcohol was involved, which is never a good combination, and supposedly went too far. And Corinne is alleging that, you know, it was a worst nightmare situation, and um, Demario was saying that it his character, I guess, is being assassinated, or what do you call those? Assassinated? Yeah, or defame, defamation. How do you say it? Um, basically, I I feel like you're trying basically to they're, they're, they're trying to attack his character and that, you know, what had happened was consensual. So they stopped filming everything because of it, and they sent everyone home. Um, the producers, ABC, did a full investigation, found that nothing was wrong. So I'm guessing there's probably some sort of civil court suit that's going to go on or, or whatever. But um, We don't know whether or not they're going to cut out parts of it, but they said it's still supposed to premiere. Our Bachelor in Paradise is still supposed to be... It's premiering later, right? They like pushed back the premiere date. Yeah, which I feel like it normally premieres in July. Yeah, I don't know. But that's just based off memory. Anyways, like, you know, any kind of, any time, like, someone, like, has that kind of allegation that's really serious and you don't want to, I feel like it's hard to, I don't want to say I don't believe you or I believe yeah. you, but at the same time, you also want to have sympathy towards the other person, towards the male, and be like, well, you know, there might, he could be telling the truth as well. Like, exactly. maybe she is just felt guilty and wanted to come out and say this just as kind of like a scapegoat. I don't know. But either way, it's a serious situation. Right. Unfortunate, but. But yeah, we're excited to watch. We're pumped. (laughs) We are pumped. Bring it on. Yep. Bring it on. I feel like their last season was like by far and away the best. Oh, Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Nick's season. I was like, no, no. That was like a snooze fest. No. He Nick's was terrible. Was awful. He, like, he brought up my expectation. I mean, like, I thought he was going to be great because he was so great on The and Bachelorette BMP. and BMP. He was, like, a good guy, and I thought he was going to finally find his love. But yeah. he, like, didn't try at all. He was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But, no, last, last season of... Bachelor in Paradise was amazing. Yeah, I it's love just the hilarious. twins. I want the twins to be back. But, yeah. I mean, I want them to be but back. But they have their own show, so they're probably not going to be back. Really? Yeah, they, they have their I just, show. You ever show. wonder, like, if part of the reason they don't find love, like, is because of They're their twins? relationship with each other? I'm sure. Because you have to think about it. Like, when it comes to finding love, like, one of the key factors is time. Time and attention, right? Right. And if your time and attention to, like, your sibling is so great, like, it's going to make it harder for you to connect with someone else, I think. Right. So, I think that would that would be, like, one of the struggles for them. Yeah. I mean, you have friends who are tw- good friends who are twins, so you, you can tell us about it. <laughs> They're not identical, though, so... Yeah, I think that's a completely different situation. 
You think so? Yeah. Because they, they don't think it's yeah. relatable at all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great effort though. New subject. New subject. Michelle, what are you doing with your with your time off? What do you what do you do? Like when you're not studying? When I'm not studying or at work? Mm-hmm. Hang out with friends. Generic answer. Okay. Well, hang out with you. What kind of stuff do you like to read about? Read? Yeah. Um, I like to listen to podcasts more so than reading. What kind of podcast are you listening to right now? Caitlin Bristow? Oh, yeah. She's great. Love her. Stassi Schroeder. Love her. So, Caitlin Bristow is a former, former bachelorette. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. Stassi Schroeder is from Vanderpump Rules, which yeah. is kind of... Like our favorite show. One of our favorite shows. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what Vanderpump Rules is about? And how you want to be best friends. We want to be best friends. I think everybody wants to be best friends with them. Yeah. You know what's great about that show? So I guess let's kind of preface. So Vanderpump Rules is a show about bartenders who work in West Hollywood Mm -hmm. and they do everything together and there's a lot of drama. Yeah. So Um, it's Lisa Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump, she owns these restaurants, and it's kind of a spinoff from um, Real Housewives of um, of Beverly Hills, because Lisa is on that show. So then they um, decided to do a show about um, one of her restaurants and all the servers there, so our bartenders. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, one of the best things about that show is they're all from the Midwest. Yeah, I know. I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I brought this topic up the other day when I was at work, and I said, you know, like, what do you what do you guys think of are the pros and cons of, like, people from the Midwest? And immediately, like, people were like, that's such a ridiculous question to ask. But <laughs> It was just out of nowhere you said Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, I think that's just the thing. You know, people are like, Man, that's that's so you just to ask that. Yeah. Not, that's why you need a podcast. Not not build anything up. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't believe in building it up. Just cut straight to the point. So what I was hoping to talk about, which I guess now we're talking about, is I think people from the Midwest are the most down to earth people. Oh, for sure. I feel like we're more genuine than our, you know, northwest, south, <laughs> east combination, whatever you want counterpart to just think the Midwest is we're like the perfect people in the most imperfect place oh that's a good way to say it you think so yeah do you think it's just because we're content I just think we've got a lot of variety going on I mean like you know I think we're not too liberal we're not too conservative I mean some of us are too liberal and too conservative but I'm saying like but how we like interact with people I feel like we're very well mannered we're very open to new things you know, I think we're we're down to earth. Very we sad. live in Indiana, by the way. Just wanted to put that out there. Anyhow, I think <laughs> back to the point of Vanderpump Rules. I think that's what part of yeah because their personalities were... make that show go. Obviously, and I think being from the Midwest is one of those reasons. Yeah, because if they were from like L.A. or yeah, in that that area, it would just be boring. It'd be like people who think they're better than everyone else and. I feel like it'd be more superficial. I mean, that's kind of like just to be fair. That's a cheap thing for us to say because we don't really know too many people from LA, and we, have we haven't even, spent a great yeah. amount of time on the West Coast either. That's true. But the stereotype is of that, just yeah. like superficial, kind of like simple. 
Which is like not a bad. That's not nothing's wrong with that. No. There's no superiority, in in being non-superficial or superficial. It's just different. I just love their lifestyle. Like they have like a crazy lifestyle, like in LA. But then you go to like you see their apartments, and they're all just like shitty. You know, they're like. It's not that shitty. Uh, it's. Like, I mean, it's not like there's roaches on the floor. No, it's just, You're, like, small one-bedroom, like... That's so know. millennial of us. We're saying shitty because they don't have, like, like, like touchscreen microwaves. No, Jax's <laughs> apartment, he literally had no food in his refrigerator. Like, all he had was that protein powder. So it was bare. It was very bare, yeah. Why would... Like, shitty is such a strong word. Do you remember when we had people over at my apartment... <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we had people over at my apartment for a like, game night. For game night about a couple months ago. And one of the nice things that one of our guests said was, Great, finally, you know, an apartment that doesn't that, that that's not that nice. <laughs> no, they're they just sick of <laughs> they said it in a nicer way. What did they I don't know if they did. They yeah. basically we have a lot of remodeled apartments that, that our peers like to live in, which is awesome. But mine is more uh You don't cl- <laughs> You don't have, like, the... Mine's closer to earth, I guess you could say. Yeah, you don't have, like, the granite, the marble tables. Definitely not. Yeah. I have, like, the fake wood. Like, fake wood's fake wood. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all your walls are just white, like, not repainted. They are white. Like, you have carpets, just, like, carpet. And I hate carpet. (laughs) I wish they... I would rather have fake wood. Remember when I spilt, like, nail polish on the floor, and then we, like, spilt wine on the floor, and, like, I couldn't get it out, so I just... So I just cut, I just used scissors to cut the tips of your, of your carpet off. Yeah. To get the stain out. It actually worked. Actually, I called a carpet cleaner because like, that's like a free thing my apartment does, I guess, which is nice. I didn't know that. And it got all the stains out. And I don't think they used anything, like, sophisticated, just, like, a standard spray. Just water spray. and soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? And it just, like, cleaned everything up. I was like, dang, does it mean I'll eventually get my $500 back? Yeah. Don't know. We're getting off track, though. So, basically, he doesn't have, like, stainless steel appliances, so it was it was homey. They, they liked it. It was homey. Our friends liked it. Yeah. But... We so were talking have, about Vanderpump Rules. I know, we were talking about... <laughs> so, Vanderpump Rules, great show. You need to watch it. Check it out. Um, I guess, really, other than that, I mean, I think a big thing that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast is probably going to be the NBA and the NFL. I, th- I think I've got Ooh. some strong opinions and things that I feel are are accurate that I would love to talk about. I'm going to be bringing other people yeah, on the me. show. Yeah, not me. I don't know anything about sports, so... You know a little bit about sports. I, I just know you, your favorite player is LeBron James, and he's yeah. I say it's Cavaliers. fair to say he's a good player. Yeah, he's number twenty three. That's about all I know about basketball. Do you do you know the number he was before twenty three? I don't know. Thirty two, six. Yeah, he was twenty three, then six, then twenty three. Why did he change it? Because he went to Miami. He wanted to. My guess is it was symbolic. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a different player. It's just, <laughs> when I think about that, about him leaving and then coming back, about, like, the people who burn his jerseys, like, <laughs> the LeBron James jerseys, and then later when he came back, they wore the burnt jerseys. <laughs> but isn't that hilarious? That's, that's great. That's so funny. That's so much better than just re-pulling the jersey out and wearing it, like, 
you know, nothing happened. I, <laughs> Just the burden turns. Yeah, it's like, it's like you left us, but I forgive you. <laughs> you know, and now, like, there's a good chance he's gonna leave again. Oh man, so they're gonna. A year from now, I mean, a year from now, if we're still doing this podcast thing, which I assume we are gonna be, I'm gonna be. I don't know what you're gonna be doing. LeBron James will have to make another important decision, and it's going to be: Are you, is he going to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers, or is he going to go elsewhere? And a lot of that is going to be, a lot of that influence is going to be um, whether Golden State is just as dominant this year as they were, just so he can or next year as they were this year. The finals. Yeah. So, like, basically, the the storyline going on is Golden State built this machine that's. It's not even arguable. They are the greatest team the NBA's ever seen by far. Like, some will say the 1997 Bulls war, or 1998 Bulls war, but it's not close. Um, because, well, at least, like, if you want to put it into two eras, like the handshake era and, like, the non-handshake era. And the handshake era, the, the I don't bull. I handshake means. Like, just basically how physical a defender is allowed to be with an offensive player. So if I'm guarding you and I'm able to like move your body weight, it's gonna affect your shot. So yeah. So nowadays it's it's more like foul heavy. Yeah, it's very foul. Heavy. So so players rely more on skill to dominate the game versus right. in the nineties you physical. can rely yeah you can rely more on physicality. Gotcha. But um, so what we're seeing with the Golden State is they're the most highly skilled team we've ever seen. Yeah, so it's it's, it's really hard to stop them. But what if, yeah. what if LeBron James joined Golden State? That would be hilarious. <laughs> I think the NBA would like boom blow up. Like there'd be no more games. <laughs> <laughs> People would give up. You know, actually, I guess last thing we could talk about is is kind of the parody in the NBA. You know, people people talk about how Golden State Warriors is ruining the NBA. Yet this finals rating, I think, was the highest since MJ left the Bulls. Really. Yeah, I think I think it's a myth. I think as humans, we think we know what we want, but we really don't. Like, there's nothing wrong with a dominant team. No, there's not. I think the NBA's done best when there when there are only a couple dominant teams in the league. Like you could look at you know the Celtics and Lakers oh, yeah. in the '80s yeah. with Bird. Um, I guess in the '90s there really was only one dominant team, the Bulls. I mean, obviously. Uh, Seattle had some good teams um, Utah did and then you know the two years when MJ wasn't playing Houston won back to back but then as soon as MJ left the Spurs and Lakers were in there um, and the Celtics for a brief amount of time who could forget about uh, the incredible um, defensive team um, the Detroit Pit- Pistons with Chauncey Billups but the league does best when there's dominant teams um, but it's just going to be interesting to see which teams are dominant. And there's been a lot of shifting as far as um, where stars want to play and who they want to play with. But I think it's only going to do good things for the league. Yeah. But I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Um, Michelle, thank you for joining me on my very first test run of the podcast. I think that you... was that was pretty good. We that was our first try. We just pressed record and. Just started going at it. Recording go. Yeah, I guess we're some pros. Not really. When we play this back, it's going to sound like a lot of gibberish, I'm sure. It's going to sound awful. Next but, time, we'll be more organized. We'll some points to talk about. Yeah, I guess next time, hopefully, I'll have a name. But thank you, everyone, for listening, if you made it this far. And, you know, stay real. Stay real.